Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Bet US NBA Show. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, two of the very best handicappers you can find on Twitter, Mr. Chris Farley, Bets Farley, and Ski Profit. Again, Bet US, the place to find the, um, every day, Monday through Friday, all your angles, and we're here to talk about NBA. No bigger story last night, Ski, than your Los Angeles Lakers losing to the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> To me, that was the most important thing that happened. Was there something else going on? I've seen a lot of videos about Anthony Davis not being thrilled about something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what was going on with him. It looked like he wasn't really, you know, into the game really from the tip-off almost. So uh, maybe – I don't want to speculate too much. I just didn't like what I was seeing. So hopefully they can fix those things in the near future. Hopefully we get some changes to the roster and um, things can start to look up for the Lakers because it's making me sad. I, with all due respect, there was something important that happened last night, Chris. A record was set. LeBron James gets it, the total points record. And this was something that I was starting to think about a little bit last night because I think as we continue to get smarter about basketball, we tend to look more at averages, a little different stats. Some of these you know, counting records can be lost a little bit. And I found myself having the thought that I'm really glad that this was someone important that holds this record. Like There was a little while when Carl Malone was in range of breaking this record. And if Carl Malone had the scoring title for the NBA, that's just, that'd be all out of whack. So I think from that perspective, historically, kudos to LeBron James. I mean, the kid, no, matter, no matter what you have to say about him, he's the king of longevity, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got to give LeBron his props. Um, you know, Alex, you'll know. I, I started a little firestorm when I tweeted about LeBron last night. Uh, you know, I'm an, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to be an MJ guy first. He, he's my number one draft pick. But you can't, you can't deny what LeBron has done in this league for as long as he's done it for two decades. And for me, the most important, like, impressive thing about LeBron is the tremendous amount of pressure that he had coming into the NBA and the way that he's handled it for his entire career. I mean, not many human human beings can do that and especially perform at the level that he has. So congratulations to LeBron. Definitely a good uh, guy to you know carry that flag for the NBA. And uh, maybe for the Lakers, it's a good thing that that's over with, right, so they can start focusing on winning. Yeah, it was fun to hear LeBron say afterwards he expects to play another couple of years and compete for championships with any group of guys or any franchise. It's just some really interesting wording there at the end. So, again, a great night. And as always, LeBron takes the opportunity to make it as interesting as possible. So, again, kudos to him. It's a great record. But thank God we don't have to talk about that anymore. Let's get into tonight's NBA slate. As always, we'll start by taking a look at our best bet records. You guys had a great night last last night. I think it was 5-1, and one, maybe 6-1, and one, something like that. Again, getting us closer and closer back to 500 as a group. Kudos as always. Josh, above 500. I think he's been the only one of us above 500 all season. Chris, you're back above 500. Ski and I are getting closer. And let's get to work on that today. Five games here on the rundown. Make sure you're in the comments, chatting it up, letting us know what you're thinking. We'll start here with the Detroit Pistons visiting the Cleveland Cavaliers. To no surprise here, the Cavaliers' big favorites. They're laying 11 points, uh, minus 600 on the money line. The total at 221 and a half. And Ski, there's a bet here on the sheet that I was surprised I didn't put on the sheet. What do you got for us? I got to go back and, uh, and and check the Monday show, make sure I didn't get an extra loss, because I don't need any more extra losses. I don't think I had that many <laughs> games I played in that last one. But um, <laughs> in this game, Cleveland and Detroit, all right, so I played this earlier, and the first way I wanted to look was Detroit team total under the 105 or 105 and a half. I'm just looking at what Cleveland has been doing lately. They're the number one defensive rated team the last five games. Over the last two weeks, I know they're allowing opponents only 102.3 points per game. 
and they're going up against a Pistons team who's the second worst offense uh, the last five games. So I like all that. They've already played this team twice. Uh, ne- neither time did Cleveland touch 100 points. They scored 94 and they scored 88. So they've already shown that they can clamp this team. And just the pace that both of them play at, I mean, Cavs is bottom five, Detroit, um, you know, mediocre middle of the pa- uh, middle of the pack as far as pace-wise. So I think Detroit is going to struggle to score here. Now when we get this information that Garland and Mitchell are downgraded to questionable, I probably like the full game under, you know, as well, um, 222. So you can play it either way you choose for the purpose of the show. Uh, it, my play is going to be Detroit team total under 105. Yeah, again, like I said, I saw you put that in the sheet, and I keep wondering why myself why I haven't bet it already. I'm going to go back through and look at a couple things. I always get a little nervous in some of these blowout spots about you know things getting out of hand in the fourth quarter. But you're right, Cleveland's been great at home, especially against some of these bad teams. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I think it's the only side you can look at in this game. I was looking at the Detroit team total under as well and thought, you know, probably, probably right where it should be. I wish it was a little bit higher. And I would probably join Ski on this one. You know, the the fear you always have with bets like this are the Cavaliers could obviously completely dominate this game. And then it enters a second half where maybe they sit some of their starters. You know, they have a 20 to 30 point lead and then the Pistons try to uh, catch up and it's like a 140 to 113, you know, type of game. So hopefully that doesn't happen here for Ski tonight. The Cavaliers, too, are just one of these teams where I don't feel like they're talked about enough. When you look at NBA advanced stats, on pretty much any given day. And this is a top 10 team in net rating, uh, very consistent on defense, very consistent on offense as long as they're healthy, very deep team, no reason why they shouldn't blow out the Detroit Pistons tonight at home in a good spot. So only side you can look at here is Cleveland. Um, you know, playing on Detroit can just be some kind of volatile sometime, any 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 um, angle on them, but I do lean Witzke on that team total under. That's the only bet I was going to look at tonight on this game. So two leans, one of us brave enough. Ski's going to take the team total under here for the Detroit Pistons, 105 and a half. Next up here, the Charlotte Hornets visit the Washington Wizards. The Hornets, four-point underdogs here on the road, close to plus 150 there on the money line, right around plus 148. The total sits at 235 and a half. Um, the Wizards have been a very interesting team. Looks like they might possibly get Kyle Kuzma back tonight. Uh, we'll see, though. What do you think of the Hornets tonight, Chris? I like the Hornets tonight. I like them a lot. Um, and, you know, that's scary to say, obviously, because the Hornets haven't been very consistent this year and they've dealt with a lot of injuries. And, you know, this is probably a throwaway year for Charlotte overall. Uh, but this is a game where, you know, this is going to be the fourth game between these two teams. The, um, the Wizards are up two to one, but every game has been very close. And this is a game, too, where the Wizards could be without Bradley Beal and, and Kuzma. I know Kuzma chose to practice on his own. I'm not really sure what that means for his uh, availability for this game. But they're both showing up as questionable. And right now the Wizards are in that weird spot that a lot of teams are in, right? There's a lot of trade rumors going around. Uh, like Maybe they're going to send a few pieces here, like a Kuzma, etc. cetera. Uh, whereas the Hornets, you're not hearing as many of those whispers, at least, at least I'm not. Um, and you know, the Hornets, I think they match up well against the Wizards. They love to run at a fast pace. Lately, believe it or not, this Hornets defense has been top 10 across the past two weeks. So they're finally learning or, or, or exerting a little more energy on that side of the court. The fact that this line is coming down, you love to see it. I, I took it at five, but I'll still take it at four. I think there's a chance that the Hornets can upset the Wizards tonight. Wizards are just kind of clumsy right now. They blew two leads that they had in previous games against the Blazers. 
and I think the Cavaliers. Um, so, it, it, you know, I, I just I don't know how high their confidence is right now. We're as the Hornets are one of these teams that can catch other teams by surprise. And I think the line is kind of telling us all in this game. So I'll, I'll take the Hornets plus four. I think they could win straight up. What do you think of this game, Ski? Any angles um, stick out to you? Yeah, one of my least favorite games for today. But I know with Bill, Kuzma, and Morris all on the injury report for Washington, it's extremely hard for me to go anywhere near them. Um, just a combination of that and the Hornets having the rest advantage. Hornets playing a little bit better defense lately. I lean towards the Hornets side, but ultimately not a game I'm going to have my money on. Yeah, it's it's kind of an ugly one. So bet this. Don't watch it. There's a much better game. <laughs> on. We'll talk about that take the Hornets, though, plus four. Um, next up here, my Philadelphia 76ers off a embarrassing loss in Madison Square Garden go to Boston to visit the Celtics where they are four-point underdogs, plus 163 on the money line. The total is 224. And I say disappointing loss because I was actually there. They let my poor mother down. On her birthday, I take her all the way to Madison Square Garden to watch the Sixers score 35 points in the first quarter and 62 points combined for the next three quarters. Not that we really took it personally, but we did. Um, possibly a look-ahead spot there, but you know, two games, two days off of rest since that game for the Sixers. I think that Embiid, although listed questionable, Look just fine on Sunday. Again, has two days here. Should be playing tonight. We know the Celtics are going to be without Marcus Smart again. A huge piece for them defensively. Uh, Boston has generally been a pretty good team on Embiid, but a lot of that is built around their ability to double. We know that Al Horford generally can do well positioning. He's a pretty smart defender, but a lot of it is the help that he gets from Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, those guys closing down and double teaming, you know, helping to slow Embiid down, get the ball out. So without Smart tonight, um, you know, without Jalen Brown 100%, it looks like he is going to play tonight he's available but will be his first game back from illness here we see that Al Horford is actually questionable as well it just seems like a great spot I had this game much closer so I'm going to take the Sixers plus four what's better than betting on the team you like Ski yeah I think towards the Sixers plus the four points is the way I lean in this one it's just the Celtics team who what they've covered I think two games the last three weeks something like that um They've had a lot of inconsistency with their lineup. You've talked about Jalen Brown. He's been out. Marcus Smart um, out. And you have both of the big men game time decision here. So you could be in a position where uh, you're missing, I mean, up to four starters versus a Philly team who's playing really good basketball right now. And if you're missing one of those big men versus Embiid, I mean, it could be barbecue chicken all night down there. So I'll be grabbing the points with the Sixers tonight if I'm playing this one. Kind of hungry. Barbecue chicken sounds good. What do you think, Chris? What about the game? Not necessarily the chicken. <laughs> yeah, I like I like I like that phrase there by Ski. Yeah, I think this is a really good setup for the 76ers, right? Uh, as you two both spoke about, I mean, Marcus Smart being out, Jalen Brown being out, just things are just aren't consistent for Boston lately. And it's kind of showing in the stats too, right? Some games really showing that defense, some games not. Some some games they look like they have the same chemistry they've always had on offense. Some games not. And then you have a Philadelphia 76ers team who, except for that last game that Alex brought his mother to. Sorry about that, Alex. Uh, they've been super, super consistent this year. Another team that probably isn't talked about enough because it is, you know, LeBron's scoring record, et cetera, all these other things. But the 76ers haven't given us a lot of reasons not to bet on them. You're getting four to four and a half points on the underdog here. I know they're on the road, but obviously it's a, it's a very uh, short trip over there to Boston from Philly. And this is going to feel like a playoff atmosphere tonight. I, I lean under in this game. I'm not betting it just yet, but I might consider betting on the Philadelphia money line. 
uh, you know, this is a big chance for Embiid to assert himself and kind of, you know, put himself and his team on showcase here and kind of, you know, maybe send a message over there to Boston, right, that they're going to be a real contender moving forward throughout the season. So I think this game just sets up really well for Philly. I'd be surprised if it was not a close game. Well, let's hope it's close, at least at least within four points or so. I'm going to take the Sixers tonight, plus four, plus four and a half. It's all pretty good. I did see a comment there. Um, somebody leans toward the under tonight. I think that's a pretty solid look. Both these guys, teams generally play under games. It's a pretty good division rivalry. So I like that from, uh, I forget who dropped that in the comments. Let's jump into the next game. The Los Angeles, I'm sorry, the Sacramento Kings visit the Houston Rockets. Got ahead of myself there. The Kings, big favorites tonight to light the beam. They're laying nine points, minus 400 on the money line. The total sits at 239.5. And, a half. and I'm going to go back to the well with a look that I've liked quite a bit this season and will continue to play. I like the Rockets' first half here. They've been great at home as long as they have Jalen um, Green and Alperin Shangoon. Both guys look healthy and ready to play tonight, along with just about everybody else except for Kevin Porter Jr. Again, you can't trust this Rockets team in the fourth quarter. It, it is just a master class in losing basketball games when they get to those final 12 minutes. So, you know, instead of trusting them to cover the nine, happy to go in here and take them first half, um, was able to get plus five in, in that spot. Again, just got to keep it basically within two scores in the first half. The Kings have been slow starters, especially on the road. So again, I'll take the Rockets first half, but Ski, you think the Kings cover um, the full game anyway? I do. I'm not buying the, you know, the the river. Um, Coach Silas was crying over there on the press conference, begging his team to play defense. I just, what they the last couple games they've lost by what twenty points, thirty points. I they they played a couple good games before that. You know they're winning, I think, or either or, or covering for sure. But I just think they're going back the other direction, and against a Kings team who's coming off a double digit win. So when I see teams going opposite directions. Um, I like to go to the team that's trending upwards. Um, I talk about this Kings team often and how I didn't really trust them laying points, but they've kind of proven themselves now so far this year. They're not one of those bottom feeder teams anymore. They're 30 and 23. Um, and I think, you know, just looking at what they've done so far versus less than 45% teams. Oh, let me be specific. So 2000, uh, this season, less than 45% win teams, as long as they are equally rested and not on a back-to-back. The Kings are 12-0 and straight up and against the spread, winning by an average of 14.3 points per game. They're letting you know we're not down there in that bottom level anymore. So they played this Houston team three times so far this season. They beat them by 20 points each time. I don't see why it doesn't happen again tonight. You just heard that, folks, live from a Los Angeles Lakers fan. The Sacramento Kings are here, and they're real. Um, Ski <laughs> likes the Kings tonight. Again, that makes a ton of sense to me. I'm, I'm going to wait and just go on and probably live bet Sacramento at half. I've been betting against Houston live in the fourth quarters. It's just uh, they don't want to win basketball games, Chris. Yeah, and at this point, we know that the Kings do want to win basketball games, right? I mean, they're, they're third in the Western Conference, guys. Like the, You know, the Kings, it's not like they're – you know, seventh, you know, teeter-tottering. Uh, they're, they're third in the Western Conference above above the Clippers because they have fewer losses right now. And it's it's go time for the Kings. And I think we talked about this in a previous show. They're going to have a much tougher schedule here soon. So I think these wins against lower-level teams really matter to them. If you watch the Rockets, they start off a lot of their games with a lot of effort on the defensive end, but then they just kind of run out of ammunition. They don't have the talent. And you can just tell that they, you know, they kind of give up or they just turn it into an offensive showcase because who doesn't want to 
score points, right, and kind of um, put your resume out there on what you can do in the future if you're not on the Rockets. Uh, all these games, it's really tough to not play the over as well. They've all gone, gone over 250. Last game's gone over two or hit 260. Uh, so wouldn't blame anyone for taking an over in this one. I, like Ski, don't trust that they're going to just improve their defense tonight. Uh, but, you know, I like your I like your angle too, Alex. Houston Rockets, top five ATS team in the in the first half. Uh, and the books aren't exactly catching up to that. So you took it both very easily when your bets tonight and hope you do. Some horses are meant to run five furlongs. Some are, run to, meant to, some are meant to run a mile. And the Kings are going to run a mile. The Rockets will stop probably about halfway. So I think we ease, I think we can thread the needle tonight comfortably. I'll take the Rockets first half plus five. Ski is going to take the Sacramento Kings full game minus nine. One more game here on our rundown. Again, good job so far, everybody, with the comments. Dump any questions you have about anything else, and we'll get to those after we talk about the Los Angeles Clippers hosting the Dallas Mavericks. The Clippers, eight-point favorites. The total sits right around 220.5. And, a half. and um, the Dallas Mavericks, it looks like we're going to have no Luka Doncic tonight. I don't believe that Kyrie Irving is playing tonight. I'm not entirely sure. Um, not sure if he's quite eligible to play yet. You know, either way, it looks like it should be a comfortable win for the Clippers. But, Chris, you think this total's a little low? I think it is a little low because I do think Kyrie's going to play tonight, first of all. They did at least say okay. that he's going to be ready to suit up tonight. Uh whether he actually does or not, I don't know. But especially if Dallas has Christian Wood and Kyrie Irving, you know, to me, we're looking at uh, possibly 40 to 60 more points there for the Mavericks and probably a lot more offense, probably not so much defensively, right? And what we saw from the Clippers, especially at the start of their road trip, is a team that's as good as any team in the NBA on offense right now. When Kawhi, when Paul George, when Zubak are on the court together, they're extremely efficient. And now that they're finally off that road trip and they're back home, you know, probably looking for a little bit more rest, too, from that long, long road trip. I don't see them playing as much defense tonight either. I don't think they're going to need to. I think this is kind of a showcase game at the Staples Center for the Clippers to come back home and keep on practicing that really uh, highly efficient offense that they've been showing us. Meanwhile, I, I like that for the total on the Dallas side, too, right? Because Dallas, like I said, Christian Wood, a lot to offer on the offensive end. Kyrie as well, if he plays. Not so much on the defensive end, right? And they're still missing Luka, uh, but I think this total is way too low. I have it at 228 to 230. Uh, so I'm, I'm going with the over tonight in this one. Also like the Clippers team total to go over 114 and a half. Just like the full game total even more. Yeah, makes perfect sense to me. Chris is going to take the over in this spot. Dallas Mavericks and Los Angeles Clippers over 220 and a half. Let's jump into some Q&A here. Uh, first question up, Saturated actually asked about the game we just talked about. Kyrie Irving, under five and a half assists. What do you guys think? Um, you know, again, Chris, you like the over here, so I assume more points is better for more assists. Yeah, and I think Kyrie's going to have to be the principal ball handler tonight too, right, without Luka. So I want to go under five and a half assists for Kyrie. Obviously, the Clippers defense can play at an all-world level if they need to. I, d I don't think we're going to see that level from the Clippers tonight. Uh, we just haven't seen that very often, to be honest, as they're you know trying to build chemistry with all their players healthy. So I would look to go over on that. If anything, that seems like a pretty low line for if Kyrie plays is going to be handling that ball a lot tonight. Ski, have you had a chance to kind of break down some of these props with Kyrie on a new team? Yeah, I would think he does more scoring just because he doesn't have a lot of chemistry with his uh, teammates yet. Um, maybe practice one time. Uh, would, I would expect him to play more iso ball. And, you know, it could result in, you know, maybe them doubling or, or helping off of somebody and him kicking it. But 
I prefer to bet on Kyrie points if I'm, you know, rather than his assist. Oh, under his assist? Okay, then I guess that means I like it. My bad. Under assist, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. Again, it's hard to figure it out. So, you know, I get two good arguments with it, right? If there is a lot of pace in this game, it'd be better, obviously, for Kyrie's assist. But as Ski mentioned, he's playing with a bunch of guys that he's really never played with before. So, kind of hard to figure out how that's going to go. Um Next up here, um, Eva asked about a Blazers-Warriors total here. Um, let me just double-check quickly. Um, that opened up at 234, sitting right around 234 and a half. Again, the Warriors without Steph Curry, the Blazers without Yusuf Nurkic. I believe everyone else is in tow. Um, that number looked a touch high to me, but pretty close to the number I had. I think I had it right around 232 and a half. Um, Ski, what did you think of the total in this game? I would only play it over. Um, these teams' home row splits are combined 36 and 15 to the over so far this season. And just looking at what they produced the last two weeks in general, 10 and 4 uh, to the over. So, like that, not worried that Steph is not in the lineup because without Steph, the Warriors are still 31, 19 and 2 to the over. So, over, 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 only way I would bet it. Yeah, right, guy, my numbers came out a little bit low, but I'm definitely not taking the under. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I was dead wrong about the Warriors the other night. I thought that game might go under. Uh, but then, of course, you know, when Clay Thompson puts up over 40 points, that's like that's what's going to happen. You know, the Warriors are going to score 140. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I can only look at over in this one, too. Blazers, not, again, another one of these teams who started off playing great defense. Now there's virtually no defense for the Blazers. Even even worse, uh, they are the last uh, place team in the NBA defensive efficiency-wise at home lately uh, the past few weeks. So, um, this should be a, a, a star showing from a lot of great guards in this game and, and a you know high-paced game controlled by those guards. So my number came around right at that same level at 234. Um, so no play for me, but definitely a lean to the over. Yeah, another question here quickly on this game. Um, Saturated again asks, you know, do we think this is a Jordan Poole game? I mean, I guess there's Jordan Poole games and there's Clay Thompson games. Um, trying to quickly here pull up what some of his props look like. But, Chris, you do think it's a Jordan Poole game? I do. I was surprised to see him knock over 22 and a half the other night. I don't know where his line is for tonight, but I imagine he gets considerably into the 20s in this game, right? It, it's not going to be all, all Clay Thompson all the time. Yeah, I'm looking here quickly. Jordan Poole, um, points total, I'm seeing 25 and a half, assists five and a half, rebounds three and a half. So maybe 25 and a half is a solid number, but it's more than likely uh, probably a pool game. What do you think, Ski? Um, yeah, he averages closer to 28 points per game uh, without Steph in the lineup. So I can't talk you off Jordan Poole, but it is Clay Thompson's birthday today. So look out, he could contribute too. Or, or he could be looking forward to those drinks after the game, Ski. You know, yeah, you don't know. <laughs> Portland's That's probably true. We need inside info to see if they've celebrated the birthday last night or if it's a tonight birthday celebration. We'll see. But always an interesting angle. Great job, everybody. Thanks for the questions. Make sure you give us a thumbs up while you're in there. Hit the subscribe button. Toss a comment below. What good, bad, otherwise. It's always nice and helps us with all the numbers and the algorithms that I'm told. Um, figure all this stuff out. While you're doing that, let me review quickly the best bets we did cover on the show. Um, I believe we have uh, six bets tonight. Yes, we do. Two each. Chris likes the Hornets plus four and the Mavericks Clippers over 220.5. I'll take my Philadelphia 76ers plus four and the Rockets first half plus five. Um, Ski will take the Pistons team total under 105.5 as well as the Kings 
minus nine. Again, thanks everybody for watching. We really appreciate um, anything you can do in terms of giving us a like, dropping a comment in there. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter as well as each of us. Chris is at Farley Bets, Ski at Ski Profit, and myself, Alex, at underscore noops. Thanks again, everybody, for watching. The group will be back tomorrow, same time with even more NBA content. Best of luck until then.